another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. Hi, Ryan. We're like the first gay couple of conspiracy theories. I think it's beautiful, man. everybody thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of tinfoil hat as always joining me deep in the bunker is my very good friend one of my best friends i'm not afraid to say my man off the grid ryan davis everybody sam oh shit hold on we're replaying the song too yeah that's how we do it that's how we do it bam there we go turn it off we what's up bud Man, I'm excited about this one. Well, first of all, if we want to say to everybody listening and watching on YouTube, thank you guys. We had our best weekend ever, our best week ever on Tinfoil Hat. Uh, our numbers were great, and they they are only growing, and it's all because of you guys. Your passion is the engine that runs this show. Uh, the more passionate you guys are, the harder we go in the paint. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for enjoying the Mandela Effect episode with Detective 47, and thank you, everybody, who enjoyed the Vegas shooting stuff. Uh, I mean, it's a very dark topic. It's weird to say enjoy it, but thank you so much for all the, you know, the uh, the positive feedback we got on that. And I just really think that that instance, that uh, that epi- that 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 event, is the beginning of a uh, uh, something changing. And we live in such interesting times right now, Ryan, uh, with with this this. Uh, the, the Hollywood sex scandal stuff going on, the, the Clinton uranium deal going on, uh, you know, and just this episode that Rogan just did. It's like all the stuff conspiracy theorists have been talking about forever is finally coming to the light. And I always say this as time goes on, most conspiracies get 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 proven true more than they get proven false. So true. May you live in interesting times. May you live in interesting times. And it's interesting. So, guys, uh, we got a great episode coming on today, but we got to get through it. Guys, check out the tinfoil hat on Twitter. Please check that out. That's where I post all the news I think that is fit to post, all the good stuff. I try to do my best at vetting it. You know, sometimes I'm wrong. I'll take it down. I'm not afraid to say I'm wrong. So go to to twitter.com backslash tinfoil. Foil hat cast and follow us on there. Also, the t shirts are rocking. We just put up a brand new t shirt, the new Praise Jesus Hail Satan t shirt that the kids are all loving. Go to allcomedytshirts.com and get the, your tinfoil hat t shirts. Now, we also have a really great Mad Hatters t shirt that we're really excited about, and it says, Question everything as you should. You should always question everything because it is free guys we are on reddit and everybody's loving it the numbers keep going up we're up to 300 people on reddit go to reddit.com slash r slash tin foil hat show 
and join the discussion and let everybody start getting into this. I can't hear my I can't hear myself. Can you can there you, you I can hear myself again. Thank you. I hope this is going well. So go on Reddit, check us out. Guys, the the Patreon is a rocket. It's patreon.com backslash tinfoil hat. And we just put up our second episode. The, we call it the Secret Society of the Mad Hatters, episode two, with Vanessa Johnson and Darren Chase. And we get in some flat earth discussion that I really thought was very interesting. Yeah, you guys have asked us to talk about it, and we sure did. It's behind the paywall, but if you guys want to hear it, donate. I am not a flat earth guy, but I found that conversation extremely, extremely interesting. And we get into a little bit about Michelle Obama. It gets a little heated for a couple seconds. Passionate. passionate. Pas we call it passion. All right. Oh, yeah, real quick, where am I going to be? Uh, the next big show that we have is November 8th. It is at the La Jolla Comedy Store. It is the Tin Foil Hat Comedy Night. And we're also doing another swap cast with the Higher Side Chats and Greg Carlwood. So it's going to be Greg Carlwood, Eddie Bravo. We got Sean Joshi coming down. We got my main man, Ryan, doing a second set. And I'm going to be up there, too. So it's going to be an hour of stand-up followed by an hour of podcast. And you can go to thecomedystore.com, click the La Jolla Comedy Store, and buy your tickets now. It's 20 bucks for the whole night. Yeah. Two and, events, uh, one ticket. We're going to get way more conspiracy than we were political on the last one. Oh, yeah. So if you like the last one, you're going to love this one. And again, Eddie Bravo turning out to be more right than wrong over time. So super excited about that. Uh, I'm excited to bring on our guest right now. Uh, she has a wonderful YouTube channel. It's called The Truth Factory. You go to YouTube.com backslash Truth Factory, okay? And she breaks down a lot of the issues that I really love, a lot of the topics that we talk about on this. She really breaks them down well. She's an excellent editor. She does a ton of research on her topics. And, like, you know, she's on one side of the coin where, like, Jimmy Dore's on another side of the coin, and I love both of them equally. I go to their, their videos all the time, and I check them out. Again, it's The Truth Factory on YouTube. Please welcome to the show The Truth Cat, everybody. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so right out of the gate, for those that will go to your page after this podcast, and if you haven't been there already, you'll know that her videos are narrated by a gray cat, your iconic <laughs> gray cat. I got to know, wh what's, what's the origins of this adorable little kitten? Well, when I, when I first started my channel, I... I didn't have the cat, so there's a few videos without it, and I, I didn't want to be in my videos. I didn't want it to be about me or, you know, I wanted it to be about uh, my facts and uh, my videos. So I wanted to add something that made it a little bit different, so I chose a cat. It's kind of a play off of my real name that I'm not going to tell you, but <laughs> it's pretty it. close to cat. <laughs> uh, I could take a couple stabs at it, but we're happy yeah. with the truth, cat. Uh, I love it because, you know, what's very interesting is, and you see this a lot in commercials where, like, people love a mascot. They love a, a spokesman. And you see that a lot in commercials where they'll have, like, a cool animation or a cool little, like, character that represents their, 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 their product, whatever they're trying to sell. And for some reason, we, we enjoy hearing information, maybe even darker information, from an animation. Yeah. 
like the things that that South Park can get away with. If you did that as a real live action show, people's heads would explode. Yeah, I, I agree. Even when I'm, you know, talking about the darkest things in the world, people are still gonna like it because I'm an adorable cat, right? Really? I, that's what I said. I'm like, man, God, this woman is an adorable cat. You know, I haven't asked you this, Sam. How did you discover the Truth Factory? Because you turned me on to her. I, you know, when the, you know the, this whole journey that we've been on started when the election, and you guys gotta remember, like the last presidential election started like really early i mean like i think it was almost a year and a half almost two years in to barack obama's last uh, uh four years that gets started so i started watching this whole thing and i started seeing things start to come out that didn't make sense in terms of like when hillary started jacking the primary and i saw what was going on and now you just start doing research and they bring you the different kind of different uh videos and over time just like I found Jimmy Dore, I found the Truth Factory, and I found that her research is very sound. And, uh, you know, she backs it up with facts, and I, I love that stuff. And I'm not somebody who is on one side or the other. I am Eileen Liberal. I believe in liberal stuff. But I'm also, I'm not on a team. I am, I'd rather be Boba Fett, a lone assassin, than pick one side or the other. So I can listen to both sides because, you know, both sides are right. Like when you come to Fox News right now, right? Fox News is putting out some good facts. But people want to dismiss it because it's fa Fox News. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit to sit there and go, MSNBC is always putting out the facts. Isn't true at all. You should be open-minded what's being said and use your thought process and your brain to decide what is real and what is not to the best of your ability. How did you get your video started? Uh, well, I started back in May, so not that long ago, and I, I really didn't expect for my channel to grow like this, but... It's grown I, fast. Yeah, so I, I mean, I was watching videos on YouTube about politics, and they were either three hours long, or they were voiced by a robot. <laughs> so I knew oh, that yeah, there like, was a uh, need for uh, uh, Anonymous and stuff like that? Yeah, like they'll just be—they're just voiced by the the text readers yeah, or whichever, right, right, which right. is almost unwatchable. So I wanted to make a channel that explained complex political situations in a relatively short amount of time that would still be entertaining. Uh, it's almost ADD theater in a weird way. It's like important knowledge stuffed very quickly so that ADD theater can enjoy. I actually enjoy long videos, but I do think the ten-minute video is the best. For uh, a, a lot of stuff, you want if you want to just dive into one little topic. How long do your videos take? Like to make? Well, they're yeah. usually, you know, it depends on the topic and it depends on how much research I need to put into it. But usually anywhere from three to twelve hours to make. Three to twelve. Wow. So you just got good at editing videos. I mean, well, you I just mean, started. I, I've been editing. I've been editing and making videos and other creative projects for like over a decade. So I actually started on uh, started a YouTube channel, maybe when I was 18, 17, um, like a long time ago, and sparsely made comedic videos. But uh, that was before I made the Truth Factory. So I do have uh, I do have some background uh, experience making videos. Now, I mean, your videos are so well edited together, and the information is great. Uh, where do you get your sources from? Where do you find these facts? Because, like, when you did the Vegas shooting one, uh, you found a receipt from a rental car 
that was in Phoenix that I didn't know about. And like, how do you find all this information? How do you source it? Well, I, I don't have any secret insider sources or ties. You know, there's nothing that I can do that nobody else can't. I just dig deeper. And I probably read a little bit too much Nancy Drew as a kid. But yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like to read leaked documents. I like to follow money trails. Uh, I have a friend who's a detective. So I sometimes run stories by him so I don't go too far into left field. Um, but honestly, a lot of it is 4chan. You know, it sounds strange, but they get a lot of information on big stories before mainstream media does. I totally agree. I mean, I get my news from Reddit. And every time I say that, Ryan laughs, but it's just the truth. I, I find that, you know, I can I can go through and read stuff that maybe I agree with, maybe I don't agree with. And I could throw out a lot of stuff that I feel like, and I'd love to get your information. There's a lot of misinformation out there, too, that the powers that be are promoting fake stories fake fake info they're creating fake accounts to go and post ridiculous stuff whether it's on 4chan or on reddit to no, i agree i agree and you have to do your own research so i don't just take something and you know believe it i take it and i go and i look into it to make sure that it's backed up and it is great now have you ever published anything that later on you're like okay that turns out not to be true and edit it out or made a disclaimer later? Well, I mean, like, I do my best not to make mistakes like everyone else. And, I mean, I've speculated on You're only years, human, but... though. You're human. Well, yeah. You I'm make a cat. I, I but... think you're human. I've never seen you. You might be a cat. You know, I mean, but... I, I've, I have speculated on some theories in the past and, like, later realized they were really stupid. So besides adding, like, small correction notes in my video descriptions where I get, you know, names wrong or I say something stupid... Uh, I've never had to take down any big stories that turned out to be false. Now, as far as I know, there haven't. So, now, uh, how do you determine which stories you want to do? Because you're very much on point with the 99% of your videos. I'm like, oh, this is great. She's put a video out about it, and I, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I use a lot of your information because I trust what you do. Mm -hmm. uh, as kind of like bullets for my arguments you know i mean like how do you decide what story to do what story not to do and in this day where the the news story turns so quickly like it's gotta be it, hard it to is, keep up it is it is hard especially because you know i'm trying to, i'm trying right now to make at least two videos a week and just because of the amount of time i put into each video and i still have a you know a day job uh, i can't do much more than that right now so it is trying to focus on okay what's the big story here and it has to be interesting to me. If it's not interesting to me, it's not going to be interesting to other people. For sure. Now, you, based on your accent, I, I'm going to say you're from Canada. I could be wrong. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, of course, I don't hear my own accent, but yes, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Canada. So your stories lean very much into U.S. politics. Do you do a lot of Canadian videos? I know, the, I'm just going to be honest with you, I was doing uh, Calgary. And they couldn't hate your prime minister more. And I was, which was amazing to me, uh, you know, and there's been all this stuff about, you know, when they put good looking liberals into politics, we tend to swoon towards them and buy everything they say at face value, which allows them to get away with some more back door deals. Yes, I'm talking about black Jesus. Okay. Who I voted for the first, you know, time he went for election that I realized, oh, 
And I realized this early when we were fighting over healthcare, and he conveniently went to Germany. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, this is all bullshit, right? So, do you do any videos on on Canada and Canadian politics? Yeah, I, I've done a couple, and you know, it's funny you're talking about Calgary because I'm from Alberta. So, ah, I uh, love Alberta. We, yeah, we're we're you guys in, got great cocaine. We're, well, I don't know about that, but I know we're, we're kind of like the Texas. We're kind of like the Texas of Canada, which right? is very so, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, we're big. We're big on oil. We're big on like beef farming. You know, like we're we're the rednecks, I guess, of Canada. So uh, we're usually fairly right wing, but right now we kind of have a socialist uh, government in charge of Alberta and liberal in Canada. So we're not super happy about Justin Trudeau. I've made a couple videos about him, but. I do focus more on American politics because I just find it more interesting. Uh, I do find it. I, I find that the most conservative Canadian tends to be uh, the equivalent of a liberal in America. I could be wrong. I could be wrong because I find that you guys are really a lot more laid back. You're not as angry. I could be wrong. You know, this could be a generalization. Uh, I find that you guys aren't like so religiously uh, conservative, meaning if I do a couple dirty jokes on stage, the room doesn't lock up, even though that's not as much as it used to be when, from when I first started comedy. But I, again, you guys, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm sober now, but back when I go up there, they would get way better cocaine than we would get in Southern California, which I don't understand that. So there, uh, do you find that even your most conservative group is even kind of what, somewhat liberal for an, uh, if it was in America? Yeah, I, yeah, and I, I think that especially with like even um, conservative, our conservative party in Canada is probably somewhere where the the Democrats lie on the political scale. Like that's our version of conservative, and I, I think that Canadians are just more polite, so they might not tell you what they really feel. Now, do um, you, oh, go on. <laughs> and I, I was just gonna say like even when I make videos where I'm kind of mean um, about certain people. I, I almost feel bad afterwards, right? Like, I almost want to apologize. And I yeah. think that's just because I'm inherently, I'm just Canadian, right? Deep yeah. down in my soul. I did Edmonton one time and I got, I did a joke and this guy yells out, is that the, did you fly all this way to do that joke? I go, dude, get the fuck out of here. He goes, I'm sorry. He literally bounced himself, <laughs> tipped the waitress and walked out. I'm like, okay, I did literally think he was going to go there, but he did just go and threw himself out. It was so interesting. I Do you find that, and I know Toronto is one of the most diverse cities in the world, and it mm -hmm. is wonderful. I always say Toronto is San Francisco but with fuckable people, okay? They're just, <laughs> a, a mo they're nicer and they're pretty. Canadian women are, are, are gorgeous. I mean, you don't see as much dumpster fire women in Canada as you do in the United States. And I'm sorry, it's just the truth, man. You know, um, but do you think it's because you have a much more homogenized population that's more of like a team together than it is? Like, yeah, I don't see anybody ever going, Oh, dude, uh, uh, I'm African Canadian. You know, you don't you see them go, I'm Canadian. Like, what do you think that is? Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I know the demographics in Canada have changed like drastically over the last few years. And any part of Canada that you go to, it's going to look a little bit different. Like, uh, like when I first traveled to Toronto, I, you know, 
I don't know. <laughs> there's there's a lot of black people. And that sounds kind of funny, but in Alberta there isn't. Yeah. I grew up right? in upstate so like New any, York. Anywhere you go it's going to be it's going to be totally a different experience in Canada cuz we're such a big country. Um but but I do I do believe that we are all Canadian, right? And that you know, we don't we don't have all those separate identities like maybe in the states. And do you we're think that's done like, on purpose yeah. though? I think that as we see with the internet and we'll get into something about censorship right now, but as the internet opens up the information highway, we start seeing how this this mainstream media is dying because they're playing old tricks and a lot of it a lot of it is everybody fighting with each other. Yeah, the black versus white and all that stuff when, you know, and I have arguments with people all the time. It's like it's rich versus poor, in my opinion, you know, and the, the, and maybe you don't agree with that particular statement. But, you know, do you I just watch your news. It doesn't seem as angry. It doesn't seem as manipulative, uh, you know, propaganda driven. Could I be wrong? Well, I, I and maybe again, that's because I'm Canadian and here we don't have like we don't have Black Lives Matter. We don't have. Uh, Antifa, really. We don't really have, you know, a big alt-right movement. Like, there's no rallies going on here like mm. there are in the States. We don't have that kind of divide. Do you find uh, Do you find that what role does the fact that you live next to an 800-pound gorilla in that exactly. you know, that, that maybe you don't have to spend as much on your military because if anyone hits you your crazy meth smoking gun shooting neighbors are going to come up and start dropping a keg of whoop ass on everybody that kind of fucks with you. Does that allow you not to maybe spend as much on your military and allow you to maybe spend more on schools, more on public services that might make you guys more chill and relaxed and more unified? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a that's a very interesting topic because we basically have very very little military like the military we have is mostly peacekeepers as far as i know or, right but but the issue too is that we're almost like an extension of the united states in that fact right like right. we we do rely on the united states as protection but because of that we can't do anything else without their approval right right like we couldn't just go and start a, start start a war in another country or something like that or say no we don't want to be with the United States anymore right because they're kind of like playground politics you know they're the person who protects us on the playground and we're just kind of that wimpy nice kid <laughs> it's totally true it's like you live next door to the party animals and you're like should we go tell them to keep it down they're like ah oh, no let's give them a it's they usually stop yeah. around 4 nobody fucks with us because they don't <laughs> fuck with them and you see it affects mexico too like a lot of people get upset about you know immigration up from mexico but it's like we do a lot to destabilize mexico we won't allow them to legalize drugs we uh free trade has cost them so they they get paid nothing to make shit and we love to destabilize fast and furious that, you know, we basically prop up and work with Mexican drug lords. And, you know, it's like, what can Mexico do? Because they're basically attached to us in some fucking weird kind of way. It's got it can't be easy. You know, strangely, I think it has to do with climate. And we got this uh, response back. You're our second uh, Canadian that we've had on the podcast. The first is the Grimerica show. And those gentlemen, I think, are even further north than you. They, they're true frostbacks, as Rick Ingram would say. <laughs> uh, but he said, uh, I think it was a, it was a, it was Graham, I believe, that said that the reason that 
you guys have close community is because of weather because it's literally <laughs> cold and like you could freeze to death you know you like rely on one another for a sense of like oh it's the same thing with northeast yeah and in in mexico no one's literally gonna no one's gonna freeze to death yeah. it's it's like tropical in a sense you know yeah it's that's very interesting i think there is a sense of community in canada and it, in some ways it does uh, revolve around the winter months right like if you're if your car breaks down even if you don't know your neighbor they're gonna come give you a boost like it's just it's just the canadian thing to do Canadians and are great. uh you know, but a lot of Americans or, or, you know, liberals, when when Trump said that, you know, when he came into power, they said, oh, we're going to move to Canada. We're going to move to Canada. Yet they, they didn't. And <laughs> I think some of that is the weather. <laughs> I'm totally. not going to lie. Like, like you also you, there was also the worry that um, the DACA, they were going to, to try to move into Canada or to immigrate into Canada. But again, like, I don't know if they if they're from Mexico, I'm not sure how well they would handle, oh, yeah. you know, minus. Well, I, I'm in Celsius here, so minus, you know, 40 degrees Celsius Jesus. with wind chill. Yeah, I like to consider myself a nice person. And it's funny you mentioned breaking down the car. I was driving late at night on the 101 the other night, and I saw three very attractive ladies waving for, like, in distress. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to pull over. I know that there's someone inside that car that's going to, like, jack Isn't that me. scary? So I literally, as I drove by, I was like, I'm a bad person right now. Maybe those girls need help changing their tire. I would call AAA. But, I just but if it was a guy on the side, you'd be like, good luck, asshole. I kind of said it to them. I was like, ah, fall for the old hot chicks on the side of the freeway trick. Not today. So let's and get in it. Canada, Canada, we're not like that at all. I mean, I, I see a guy passed out on the side of the road. I'll go drive him to the hospital. <laughs> like that's, Jesus. that's how we are. <laughs> you guys had like one serial killer, right? You had yeah. like two, I think. Was one guy in a bus and then some dude and then his girlfriend's already out, hanging out, living life. You know, so interesting. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty safe here. So you have a lot of videos on your. I think it was like eighty-five last time I checked. But the one in mm -hmm. particular that Sam sent me, and he's like, "You've got." Well, hold on, I want to get into this real quick. Go for it. Okay, and then we'll get into the video that the reason we have you on. Uh, big, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. Like we said earlier, JFK files getting released. Uh, you know the 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 big Joe Rogan. Uh, episode where that guy Tom DeLong is his name Delang yeah from Blink 182 dropped a lot of knowledge that I thought was uh, I thought he backed it up a lot I thought he backed around with a lot of facts Joe looked it up I love Joe Rogan he's a good friend of mine people say oh he's an, a CIA shill all this stuff but I say at least he has these people on and maybe that's his way of putting out the information that maybe he doesn't agree with it, but he lets it out, and he lets you decide on it. So you have all these things going on, the Clinton corruption, all this stuff. But what we're seeing now is a lot of censorship through Google and through YouTube. And I know this has affected you because I believe that your one of your videos were taken down or put in YouTube jail or something like that. How has it affected you, the censorship? Well, I mean, besides demonetization, which I think is affecting almost everyone right now on YouTube, uh, and they have taken down a couple of my videos for what seemed to be made-up reasons. Like, one was the sh a Charlottesville video that they took down. Uh, another one was my Mandalay Bay shooting video, and that's the one where I had the receipts and I had done that all that research. That was a great video. Yeah, and I had point, you know, I pointed that the CEO of Bandalay Bay had sold off 80% of his shares a few months prior, like yep. some really big news that isn't getting coverage. And uh, YouTube pulled it, saying that my meta tags didn't match my video. Uh, maybe it's the algorithm confused because I put the name 
uh, Jesus in there. Maybe it thought it was Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but and... I've emailed YouTube several times. I've waited two weeks. I've gotten very little information back on why they've done that. Have you oh. ever thought about moving it to uh, Vimo, Venmo, Venmo, well, and doing well, a, I, I having have... that there as well as uploading both on YouTube and Venmo? Yeah, so I have I have a VidMe account, so yeah. that's kind of my backup account. Okay, that's good, man. I, I, I it is direct censorship because what we found, like I I used to do something called twerking in politics, and I still do it. And it's not because oh, like girl nice shit. Have that backup. Yeah, it's good to have the backup, but they wouldn't even let me upload the video because the they said it was some weird thing where I was misrepresenting what the content was, and basically it's my joke about. Uh, uh, idiocracy, where the news is just going to be girls fucking twerking, giving you, you know, your news. That's the joke of the videos. But they wouldn't let me, and I think it's because I had the name False Flag in the video, uh, in the title. So yeah. I think you got to be very particular about how you title your videos now. Well, and I even, I even made a video that's very interesting about how Google was originally um, a part of the CIA. It was a project, and there's a lot of really good information that kind of backs that statement up. And, of course, YouTube is an extension of Google, and in their clause, they say that they will uh, move conspiracy theories down to the bottom of the list when you're searching. So it's, it's that kind of just goes to show you that they could be trying to suppress some certain conspiracy theories or certain information. Crazy. And, and why does it seem to only be one way, too? Is Why why is all the George Bush 9-11 conspiracies allowed to ride, but the, you go the other way with the Clinton uranium, anything like that, Clinton's involved— Clinton uh, murders, anything that we see huge wholesale censorship, not complete censorship, but th the videos that tend to get censored tend to be ones that are about the, uh, the liberal side of the equation. Hmm. Are you, thoughts? She's still there? Did I lose her? Oh, you there? Okay, there you are. We lost you for a second. Oh, you're breaking up a little bit. Can you hear us? Must be the Canadian connection. That's Sorry. fine. That's we fine. We were talking too much about censorship and yeah, look central at that. intelligence they get to agency. Us. There you go. We there get you to go. It. Yeah. No. I, I. I. Obviously, look at look into like the advertising agencies and who those and the, try to connect those dots, and I'm sure you'll find your answers there. It's so, unbelievable. It's the money trail. It's like they they want to keep this facade of pro wrestling going. Where these are the good guys, and these are the bad guys, and you know and they. They keep that, and anything that makes you think that oh, they're all the same guys, and that they're they're the, they're the same, uh, they're two heads of the same snake, then they don't want they want that to go because it destroys the illusion, completely. Um, so let's get into your videos real quick. Let's get in. You want to talk about it? Let's get into the video. What is the exact title of the of the, the video that we are going to discuss today? Is it, I don't even know. Is it? Is it I think it's I Donald, wanna... Donald Trump. Donald Trump time travel theory. Tesla, Baron Trump, Mike, uh, Mike Pence, and meme magic. There you go, meme magic. And I figured we let's start in reverse order because uh, everything sounds amazing to begin with. Uh, for those that don't know what a meme is, um, in 1976, Richard Dawkins, the English evolutionary biologist, proposed an idea in his book, The Selfish Gene. What if ideas were like organisms? Where could they breed and mutate? 
These ideas, he claimed, are actually the basis of human culture and are born in the brain. So Dawkins took his research primarily in genetics and argued that the smallest concept of a thought would be what the Greek word mimeme, which is M-I-M-E-M-E, which we know as memes. Most people just think of memes being a little quirky picture with some funny sayings. Or Bryce Harper calls it memes. Memes. But basically it comes from the word which is, is right out of the word gene. So the smallest part of what makes us in the biological sense, our genes, our eye color, our hair, our skin color, uh, our height, is all due to our genes. And thoughts and ideas and concepts, the smallest version of them are memes. So I figure let's give that little info because most people are just like, I just thought that was a word that was created like, you know, five years ago. Where did you come up with meme magic? Well, I meme magic isn't isn't something I came up with. It's just something that exists. And <laughs> so, <laughs> basically yeah. what meme is magic. Me yeah. yeah, so it transcends the realm of cyberspace and, and and results in real life consequences, like such as Donald Trump winning the election. So you think memes Memes are a way of getting a, across, in a weird way, complex information that is easily digestible. Would you would you agree with that? Like when I saw the meme that had, which is very interesting because he he's totally Kevin Spacey's totally getting taken down right now. But it had Kevin Spacey from House of Cards, and it said, "What if I told you that most of our military men and women they fight for God?" And it was G. O D guns, oil, and drugs. That's a very complex thought put out with pictures, and it, and it's easily digestible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of it's just for the LOLs, right? Like it's just to make fun of. But I think there is, uh, you know, there's obviously more meaning to certain memes that come out, especially when they're political. And it is you kind of look at like wartime propaganda that came out uh, like a while back that and it is essentially kind of a, a meme right so you're, you're taking complex issues and you're just making them a little bit more lighthearted so that way you can get that information spread out quicker yeah when i think about the wartime one it's the classic we can do it and showing the women working while the men are out at war it's that classic woman doing the little like pumping or, her bicep yeah. yeah or keep keep calm carry on right and then the, that leads to, to parodies of those things so oh right. yeah oh, yeah that is kind of the early memes and you're totally right there's a name for that woman too i can't remember her name but rosie the riveter yeah rosie the riveter is maybe the first one of the first memes out there i never thought about that now you say you get a lot of your information for chen uh can you tell us a little bit because i'm gonna be honest with you when I first heard of 4chan, someone specifically said to me, it is the shit stain of the internet. But what I'm finding more is it is the, it is the birth of maybe new information where like people who are really working hard, digging deeper into ideas, where they bring their ideas and then those ideas blossom into eventually, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, and the mainstream media. Uh, what is 4chan for people who don't know that much about 4chan? I think you're right about on both. <laughs> <laughs> so like if, you, if you're triggered easily, don't go there. It's an internet board of basically weaponized autism. Right? So <laughs> the, these are the same people who use video footage of clouds to triangulate the exact spot where Shia LaBeouf's they will not divide us or he will not divide us flag would be. Right. Like these are some of these people are the most intelligent people in the world 
that just have no ambition, right? Right. But if you have a story, and if they're if they're big Donald Trump fans or whichever, and they want to take Hillary down, there's nothing that they can't do, right? Yeah. Like they will find this information. So that's what makes it kind of kind of wonderful and horrible at the same time. Like you're gonna go there, and there's gonna be tons of awful racists, like the worst things that you have ever seen. And the then shit also stains the most, of humanity, basically. Yeah, and also the most beautiful community that's working together to do things that mainstream media isn't. Yeah, it's like a rebirth of what the internet started out as, is just message boards where people were literally just a DOS screen with green text, and you're just communicating with someone on the other side of the world. Yeah, what? and it's anonymous, so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about... Someone makes fun of you. Who cares, right? They don't know you. Yeah, right. And I think that's important. It's very interesting, anonymy, being anonymous. You know what I'm saying? On the internet, it's very, uh, it's freeing. It, it's freeing, but it's also allows some people to have some serious balls too. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, uh, I now have stalkers on, and I think it's because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are called us uh, uh, CIA agents. Yo, I wouldn't doubt it. Who are who are following around and just trying to go after my sponsors, trying to go after all this stuff. And I always know, and they always leave clues that's the same guy, you know. But they never really use their same name, and so it's a double-edged sword in that sense. Because part of me wants, I want to know if you're talking shit, and then if you want to talk shit, I'm cool with that. But just be man enough or woman enough to put your real picture up, and at the but same it's, time, at the same time, like. I'm anonymous for a reason too, right? Because I don't want, you know, I have my own life yeah. that I don't want destroyed because I'm saying something that somebody doesn't like, right? No, I, I, I do get yeah. that, but are you, I don't see you uh, finding one person on the internet and just putting out v- oh, videos no, I don't, I don't, about how don't Brenton, job. our sound guy, is a, you know, a gay pedophile and you're just making these incredible I, I I'm just putting what I what I'm hearing Brenton that's all yeah no no I don't I don't try to in you know intentionally dox anyone or or hurt anyone's you know life unless they're maybe a public figure who need to be knocked down a peg right, I right. try not to do that and even like um, my friend Leslie Jones who got attacked by a bunch of people you know and I defended her you know I mean that's even a little crazy because all she wants to do is be funny and make a living it's people who are making like, like calling out, you know, uh, Clinton, Hillary, both of them, as being monsters that they are, has to be done because the mainstream media won't do it, and that's that's different than teeing off on some random person and trying to destroy their life and their happiness. Well, and I think also when you're anonymous and you're putting out information that not everyone agrees with, you know, how are they? They're not going to attack me personally, right? Like. No one's gonna, you know, make fun of my my like my appearance or anything like that. They're just gonna make, oh, you're a stupid cat. Yeah. Right. Like that's the Fucking worst. Fucking cats. Do. Yeah. I, I like how you said that you uh, attack a, or not attack, but go for political figures. One of the first people I I think I ever trolled was the Dalai Lama on Instagram. Why? I saw that he was following no one, and I just sent him a message like, no one, dog. Really? You're that? <laughs> Come on, man. And I my, hate when people don't, Ari did that for a while, only found one person. I'm like, dude, that's just rude. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, get it. So, this all starts. Your video is great. And this whole thing starts. This whole thing is about does Donald Trump have a time machine? And to understand that we're, we're getting to the source of it. So, you said 4chan. So, this, all these ideas, the concept of memes leading into 4chan, 
which one of the more reoccurring memes within the message boards of 4chan is Pepe the Frog. Yeah. So for those yeah, that Pepe. are, could you explain well, that to those people? Who Pepe is? Yeah. Well, it, Pepe was actually created by uh, a more leftist artist. And so he did not like it when the right wing took his frog and started putting, you know, racist uh, memes or making them into racist memes. So I think there's actually still a lawsuit potentially going on with with him oh um, really yeah but it also it kind of stems back to the cult of keck okay explain this to our listeners the cult of keck k-e-k -E okay yeah so as far as i've researched the origins of the word keck k-e-k -E uh became popular because korean players on starcraft the game would type keck and it was kind of the equivalent to ha ha or lol yeah and yeah, so Blizz Blizzard is the same company that made StarCraft, and they made went on afterwards to make uh, World of Warcraft. Oh shit! And to yeah, and to kind of a, as a homage to Kek from StarCraft, they put that in, so that way the characters would say Kek as it was instead of laughing. Hmm. So then people started using Kek on message boards, like on 4chan, oh, and then man. one day someone found that Kek was actually an Egyptian frog god of darkness and chaos. Oh really? And yeah, and Pepe the Frog is kind of the modern form of that deity. So this uh, ties kind of back to meme magic. So now we have this group that has awakened this ancient god in the form of memes. Oh, so this god isn't getting isn't getting worshipped for a long time, and it's dormant. And all of a sudden, it starts hearing that its name is being called, and it's it thus worshipping the god of Keck, and thus rising the god of Keck up to... Uh, it's powerful mass that it is right now. Yeah, and then you look at how you're, <laughs> how they're using Pepe the Frog, right? And that is, uh, that's me magic. That Donald Trump won through through Pepe the Frog and me magic, right? So it's all these people worshiping this frog god. So yeah. let's get into this. Like, why? Where does the theory that Donald Trump has a time machine start? And it's with a, an amazing inventor, right? Yeah, Nikola Tesla. Nikola, tell us a little bit about Nikola Tesla. You or Ryan, if you guys want to jump in and tell us a little bit yeah. about Nikola Tesla. We're going to well, do a whole episode on him at some point. Yeah, it's a teaser. Yes, yeah, super, super interesting guy. I mean, I'm not a, an expert on Nikola Tesla, but he was an absolute genius. Kind of um, a little bit autistic, I think. Like, I think he definitely would have been on 4chan had he been <laughs> around today. Um but he, he had a lot of inventions. Some of them were a little bit uh, crazy for the time. He was allegedly drawing up uh, blueprints for a doom ray and for time travel. And even a reporter at one time had mentioned that uh, Tesla met him at a cafe and was talking about his uh, time travel invention that he was making. Yeah, so Nikola Tesla was born July 10th, around midnight, in 1856, during a fierce lightning storm in modern-day Croatia, just right outside of Transylvania. He's born in Transylvania, is that what you're telling mm, me? Might as well be. It's roughly. And midway through his birth, the midwife declared the lightning a bad omen. And his mom said, no, he will be a child of light. And it's interesting that then the Tesla coil, the, the ability that he created wireless energy transfer in 1893 at the World's Fair at Chicago, and he demonstrated that you could transmit electricity wirelessly. So this guy was definitely an out there cat. He was, like you said, this death ray gun, 
in the 1930s, he said that he invented a particle beam weapon that could, ironically, he called a peace ray. Oh, no, let's not forget the, oh yeah, go uh, yeah. what about this one too, go on. Oh, peace that's ray. down there. The plans for the laser were never found after his death. That's crazy, dude. I love that he's just entrenched in mystery and just this whole idea that he is a larger-than-life character. He's, he's not from America. So us Americans, anybody not that was just happened to be spit out on this piece of dirt, you know, we like, I don't know about that guy. Yeah. And he was notoriously uh, basically always go at him and Edison were like always going at it. And Edison is like, well, yeah, Edison Edison fucked him over, right? Like Edison said mm -hmm. something if you go invent this this thing that was nearly impossible, he said, I'll give you and he was like a hundred thousand dollars or ten like an enormous amount of money Back for the time. Back then that's like a hundred mil. Yeah. So he goes and he does it. He he does the impossible and he goes back and he said, Okay, I like my money now and he said, Well I I was that was just a figure of speech. I'm not gonna give you that money. Oh man. What an asshole. But it does sound like Google and Apple going at it, right? Totally. Yeah, a like, little bit. Two incredible minds just all in a race to invent more and more shit. I forget which it is. Uh, they, the whole uh, debate was AC or DC. AC meaning alternating current, which Tesla, I believe, was perfecting. And DC is direct current. All right. And so that's what Edison wanted. And the way that Edison showed people that Tesla's way was a bad way is he gathered a group of people and he had an elephant. And he electrocuted an elephant to death in front of people and being like, is this the type of shit you want? Oh, man, I hate when people fuck with animals. This is something you could only do back in the fuck turn Edison. of the century, 1800s. So he invents this. So Tesla is believed to invent a, a, a time machine. Many machines, but yes. A am I correct? He invents his time machine and he dies. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the the background that he had. And he was also in love with a pigeon, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is that? What is that? Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Like he he was in love with a pigeon. Like I can fill it yeah, in. Yeah, so. well, he he liked to take care of pigeons, and it kind of reminds me of there's a YouTuber now called Black Pigeon Speaks, and he does he takes care of pigeons as well. But oh, yeah. anyway, that guy's got great videos too. Great videos. Yeah. Yeah, but also obsessed with pigeons. But anyway, Tesla apparently formed a special bond with one certain female pigeon that was white, mm -hmm. and he stated at one point that he loved, uh, he loved her as a man loves a woman. Wow! And he said that that pigeon was the joy of his life. And one evening, apparently, this pigeon flew into his window, letting him know that she was ill and died in his arms. And he insisted that his entire life's work was complete at that moment. Oh my God! 1943. He dies at the age of 86. It's also rumored, and no one really knows, that somewhere in his diaries he declares or claims that he removed his manhood as a form to take away any distraction. So they're saying he made himself a eunuch. Oh my God! That is dedication. Yeah. He, there's too many hot ladies showing off ankles back <laughs> at, in 18. Too many hot pigeons. Yeah. Too many hot pigeons. Showing off those pigeon ankles. Oh, my God. So he dies at 86. Yep. 1943. Now, how is Trump connected to all this? Okay, well, this is where, this is where it gets kind of interesting. So I think, obviously, the government had been watching Tesla for quite some time at, at that point. And they knew that he was working on technology such as his uh, doom ray or, or, or his peace ray, as he called it. Um, that they possibly wanted to weaponize. So they asked uh, MIT professor, uh, whose name is John Trump, 
to come in and take a look at Tesla's notes and see if there was anything that they could use or weaponize. And John Trump comes in and he uh, says no. He says no, no, all of this is is garbage. It's crazy talk. Or, it's crazy. Yes, yeah, this, this is crazy. Um, but John Trump was Donald Trump's uncle. Oh. And he he was an MIT professor, which makes me laugh when everybody says Donald Trump's an idiot. Like, how far from the tree can you fall when you have an, an MIT professor in your family? Well, yeah, John Trump was like a genius. Like, he also developed a high-voltage X-ray generator that extended the lives of, like, cancer patients. Like, his uncle was a very, very smart person. And Donald Trump has been on record several times talking about how he looked up to his uncle and then he talked to uh, to his uncle about technology and the future and all of that. Now, when the uncle dies, when John, uh, Uncle John Trump dies, rumor is he left the plans for a time machine to Donald? Well, even if... Even if John Trump, Uncle John Trump, didn't take Tesla's notes, he got to examine them. And being a professor of electrical engineering, I'm sure he could replicate similar notes. Uh, so it's not that far-fetched that, you know, if him and Donald Trump had talked about technology on m multiple occasions, that he wouldn't have talked about Tesla and these notes or had left them to him. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I love it. So... Now let's get into why some people think that he actually has uh, a time machine. Uh, during the campaign, Trump made many like statements, which people took as predictions, that I believe somewhat came true, right? Stuff that he was saying on campaigns, like, oh, look, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Like he said something about Huma. Uma was going to be a big, cause her big problems. I think he also said Anthony Weiner was going to be big problems. So there's this thing that almost like Trump could see the future. Yeah, and he just knew how to get rid of his political opponents one by one. Like when he first started, no one thought Trump would win. And he did, right? He right. made it to the top and he knew exactly what, you know, what to say and what to do to get there which is just so interesting. And he also made a lot of other predictions um, in the past. Like he had a book where he predicted Osama bin Laden would be the one to attack us one day. Um, he, he, yeah, like to quote, to quote his book, he says, uh, the next day bombing begins. One day we're told that a shadowy figure with no fixed address named Osama bin Laden is public enemy number one. And the US jet fighters lay waste to his camp in Afghanistan he escapes back under some rock. Now, he wrote that in 2000. Wow. Yeah, what people forget is that Trump, or I mean, some people remember, that Trump was one of the main truthers, like the 9-11 truth guy. And here he is, our president now. And I've always wondered, like, when, who cares? Like, yeah, it's cool, JFK, documents are being released and other information, but... Like when's he gonna get back to that that little like thing he loved? And I I want to get into I want to ask you a question about that, but I want to get through this info real quick. Mm -hmm. um, there's that's an interesting. Now there's a book. Can you tell us a little about this book that everybody is just flipping out on? Because there's so, that book and like two other books have were written a very long time ago and have some incredible. I don't know if you want to call it coincidence. Synchronicity. Synchronicity to today. And uh, one of the books is called Little Baron Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So Little Baron Trump uh, Adventures or whichever. So it was written in 1890. 
And these books are available to read online if anybody's interested. Um, but the Little Bear and Trump Adventure begins in Who's, Russia. Who, written that? who wrote that? Excuse me again. That's uh, Ingersoll Lockwood wrote it. Ingersoll Lockwood. Interesting. And uh, I'll get to kind of a, the connection there in a little bit. But uh, so it begins in Russia. And thanks to the directions provided to a man named Don, Little Bear and Trump finds his way. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> that is mind-blowing. Hold on. Now, is his name Baron or is it Lil Baron Trump? Well, his, his full name is something like Sebastian something something uh, Von Trump, but they call him Lil Baron Trump. And there's even a picture in this book that looks identical to Baron Trump. It does. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that that photograph or the uh, illustration. They think that he's holding what looks like a fidget spinner back in 1890s. Well, the way they des they describe what he's holding in the book, yeah, it, that's kind of what I allude to in in my video about it. Yeah, your video. We're basically unpacking your video like block by block. It was so yeah. good. And it was so good. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, so what is the last president? Okay, so the last president is. Hold on, hold on, very real quick, 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 quick. Yeah. I, I jumped one. I just wanted to, the strange. The next book is the strange theory of a million dollars. What was that book about? Yeah, so that one I couldn't find as much information on, but basically it's about a wealthy man that leaves their child $1 million. And this is Ingersoll Lockwood as well? Yeah, it's all it's all the same author. And then, and then he goes on to write The Last President. And that story begins with a scene from like a panicked New York City in early November describing the state of uproar after the election of enormously opposed outsider candidate. Oh candidate, my God! Yeah. <laughs> and it describes this mob of people, including anarchists and socialists, that take to the street attacking police officers and trying to burn down a Fifth Avenue hotel. So it kind of reminds you of, like, Antifa, right? With yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's on Fifth Avenue? Uh, that's where Trump Towers is. So oh, my God. <laughs> it is way too weird. It and is this was all weird. in New York on, on Fifth Avenue. So yeah, so that's where Trump Towers is. And they said that they're burning down the Fifth Avenue Hotel. Now, Trump Towers is in the hotel, but it ties in. Trump owns hotels. I mean, like, if you're, from, <laughs> if you're from the 1800s, I mean, you might get that wrong occasionally. I mean. Yeah, there's, there's going to be some details that aren't quite right. That's unbelievable. Now, you also think Mike Pence is a – no, let me state this. Let me say, you don't think this. You There's information that Mike Pence might be a time traveler as well? or is Well, this is, uh, this is obviously the weird part. Right. Of and we're not saying so this funny. is real or not. We're having fun with this. Yeah. Well, this is it's just, it's just too funny to not put in there. This is the, com the comic relief of it. So the Mike Pence theory of this is that there are multiple Pences. Um, or not so much that there's multiple Pences, but it's more like a race of Pences with similar facial features as they're all clones of Pence Prime, the main <laughs> Pence. And they kind of share this hive mind like the Borg from Star Trek. So, of course, the leader Pime, uh, is is Pence Prime, and as of their genders, I'm not 100% sure. Well, what, what about Gay Mike is. Pence? Have you ever seen Gay Mike Pence? Looks exactly well, like Mike Pence, but he, he's a gay porn star. And he would show up 
why this election was going on and try to raise money for, you know, like, because, like, obviously Mike Pence has wanted to ban gay marriage and get rid of Planned Parenthood. And, you know, so this guy would show up and try to raise money for those charities that he was, like, going after. But he looked exactly like Mike Pence. It's his doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the Pences. Like, anyone who looks like Mike Pence is probably a Pence from the future. And they may have slightly different uh, motives, right? Yeah, they all might have. And what if future Pence and gay Pence were sent to take out Vice President Pence? Like, what if this is like some weird kind of many Pences go all going after each other? Well, it's definitely a very complicated situation. Like, you know, <laughs> like even even Tim Kaine is wrapped up with a Pence. Yeah, tell us about this. You you your video uh, says some stuff about Tim Kaine. Okay, well, well, Tim Kaine was supposed to be Hillary Clinton's vice president, right? And in the timeline that they're trying, that Trump is trying to stop, is the Clinton timeline. So the oh, this is so of, interesting. Go on. So the partnership between uh, the vice president Tim Kaine and Clinton could lead to a very bad future. So one of the the Pence's comes back and infiltrates Kaine's heart by becoming his wife and weakens him as a political opponent. So that way Trump can win. Yeah. And you think that's another Mike Pence, Mike well, Pence yeah, in like, drag look, look, or Mike Google, Pence as a woman? Google, a... Google Mike Pence's wife. She is a Pence. So, again, they're <laughs> kind of like clones of each other. It's almost like, a, you know, how we some races start to look alike. Yeah, it's, that's a future race where we might not be able to tell them apart. Very where well. we all, all look like Mike Pence at well, some point. That's us gingers. I know you can't see me, but I'm a ginger and a. Uh, when I walk down the street and I see another like ginger lady, we like nod at each other, like that's right. Secret, yeah. Secret Are club. you like black people? They nod to each other constantly. Yeah, we give like little like the power sign. Yeah. Like, Someday there will be a revolution. Is that what that nod is? Yeah, freckles and green eyes and red hair, dude. We're going extinct. <laughs> now, uh, now, I, I and we'll wrap it up here after this. Uh, you, now. You do you lean more to the right than you are left, and I don't care. I, you know, I, I am a, I'm a liberal guy, but I have a lot of conservative friends. Do you lean more to the right or to the left, or does it matter? Or what, what's your, what's your thing? It's kind of interesting. I was kind of always a bit of a libertarian, okay. um, but being in Canada, like I didn't like George Bush. I didn't like what right. he did. I don't like anyone who um, is necessarily like lying to people or deceiving them or creating, you know, chaos or who are like big puppets uh, for, for the deep state. Um, and when I started this channel, I was still a little, I was leaning more to the right, but the more I researched and actually looked into the, these things, the more right wing I became. I think over time, as you grow, as you grow in your years, it's only natural that you become a little conservative because there's this thing about the younger generation. They want to rebel against the generation before that. And I've always felt that over time there was this push to, you know, be open to all, you know, like as, as we grew, like uh, the races coming together, uh, a sexuality being open. And we just came to this point. And then at some point we got a lot of that. We got a lot of that. You know, there's interracial dating, more open society. You could be more open sexually. But then it just keeps marching. And that to the point where almost it becomes bizarre now, where you're fighting for some bizarre shit. And you're like, well, that doesn't even make common sense. But it's just this desire to push it a little farther than a generation before you. 
and therefore and go on and sorry. that's definitely definitely resonates especially for me like i used to when i was you know a younger girl i claimed i was a feminist right because who who wouldn't be as a woman but as time went on you know what are we fighting for we're fighting for like freeing the nipple and banning bossy like this is bullshit like this doesn't mean anything anymore and it, the, the more i looked into it like the less i believed in it it's just a bullshit movement now i well i think a lot of you know at the at, at the basis of every movement is love and respect and the yeah. opportunity to do as anyone can that we all should have equal opportunity to all things but what any movement always gets ruined by stupid Stupid and greed ruins everything, you know. So it starts out as, as uh, uh, oh hey man, here's my fr uh, uh, equality for women, and it trickles down to dumb. And it becomes I'll get my freak on. I'm gonna get my freak on. I wanna walk around naked or all this shit. And where it's like, hey dude, you don't need to walk around naked. Hey, you can't tell me what to do. You're a man. I'm a woman. That's a no. That's not oppressive. That's called society standards that we all agree upon at some point. And it's just yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I mean, I, I still fight for uh, equality in right. Saudi Arabia and countries like, you know, where it matters, where, where you're making a difference and you're not encroaching on other people's freedoms because you feel like you're a victim. So let me ask That's you this. That's what I don't like. Let's, what I want to find out to you is, yeah. is Trump a deep state puppet <laughs> or a maverick that will bring down the two-party system? Because I'm telling you, I can't tell. You know, I can't tell. Like at some point, you know, I'm like, oh, dude, he's he's taking it all down. He's fight. Uh, he's gonna go after the Clintons. Okay, that is banging against the deep state. Then he turns around. And he sells arms to Saudi Arabia. He wants to regulate the internet, which is a weird thing to me because he's a Republican and they're for deregulation. And suddenly they want to control the flow of information, giving arms to this, giving tons of money to Israel. You know, all this stuff that I think is deep state stuff, you know, and I'm not saying you shouldn't give Israel money. But the amount of money we're giving is somewhat questionable when you have well, Flint fucking the Middle suffering. East. The Middle East situation is very interesting. I had a video about that taking down as well um, when I went into what's going on with Saudi Arabia and Qatar, uh, with Turkey. Like, there's some big shit happening in the Middle East that isn't really being reported on here as well. Um, as far as Donald Trump, I definitely don't agree with his uh, connections with Saudi Arabia or Israel. But as far as him being a deep state puppet... I'm sure, like, he knows how to play their games when he has to. I mean, if he does goes full JFK, he's going to be killed immediately. But I don't think it's I don't think it's Trump's intention to necessarily act, just destroy the entire government. But I would say he is a maverick in terms that he wasn't supposed to win, and he is shaking things up. Like, if you look at Hillary Clinton's super PAC donor list, you'll see some very interesting people uh, like globalist George Soros, who do, donated millions of dollars to his, his campaign. And if Trump was a deep state puppet, I doubt very much that there would be this massive of an attempt to get him impeached and throw him out. And I guarantee you, if Hillary Rodham Clinton would have won, her and all of her friends' activities would have just been swept under the rug. 100%. I get a little nervous because I think Trump's presidency is very similar to how Clinton got elected in that they went up against very established uh, a, a politician and a third party kind of came took out all their fucking took a lot of votes for them and they get in and now they're having uh, 
you know, uh, inquiry after inquiry, and it always changes. You know, with Clint, it started with Whitewater, and now, and then it ended with fat chicks giving blowjobs. And, you know, it's like, it's just to keep people thinking there's this fight going on. So, and then when I say, I don't know, I don't know. I think there's part of you that says, okay, yeah, maybe he's playing the game and give a little here, take a little there. I, I just can't tell. Maybe he is kick. I mean, he is chaos. Like, you can't go, he just. He's Pigpen. He it is so, I cannot tell. I try to figure it out. Maybe we're not meant to figure it out. I, and I think that's that's part of his, I, I'm, I've been a Trump fan long before he ran for president. Like, I have the Trump action figure. So, again, <laughs> I'm, I wasn't I wasn't a Republican. Obviously, I'm Canadian, so I can't vote anyway. But I wasn't, like, a Republican. I didn't like George Bush. Um, but I always liked Donald Trump. There was something about him that just kind of reminded me of that, that uncle that says, like, gets drunk and says a speech at your sister's wedding that nobody likes but you love you just think it's hilarious i like to watch what he does and i think it's very very interesting and to get into his mindset is very hard because he doesn't think like the average person he doesn't think like the average politician no there is something to that and i think that what people are starting to realize is that there is a big movement to destroy anything he does and that's oh absolutely at some absolutely. point People are going to start realizing, hey, man, stop that. Let's let's judge him on the merits of what's going on, such as this Saudi Arabian deal. Is he going to do is for a guy who supposedly got elected through the uh, Internet? Is he going to control the Internet? Because if the Internet's controlled, Donald Trump's presidency doesn't happen. So true. In my opinion. Well, and I would like I would like to see what happens with that and how much of that is true. Um, and you won't know until he starts writing legislation. In which case, I would be definitely against regulating the internet. Obviously, as free speech is my main platform. Um, but yeah, I, I it, it's it's really hard to say with Trump. He's he's very interesting figure. But with all this money that has been spent on this Russia probe. All that they've come up with is incriminating evidence against the Democrats. Even I even couldn't today agree more. With, even with Manafort being arrested, he's being arrested for charges that happened before he was even involved with Trump. Yeah, I can't agree. I can't agree Podesta more. And now Podesta has stepped down, like John Podesta's brother, because he was involved in that. So it's it's just they're just going to they're just lighting a fire under their own ass. It's. It's, uh, Will you do a video on Pizzagate or uh, I hate that word Pedogate? Would you ever do? Are you gonna do one on Pedogate? Are you um, in Pedogate? I've kind of I've kind of done a, a couple things on on that. It definitely that for for example, the guy who came in with the gun into yeah. Comet Ping Pong, he's an actor. Like you can look him up on his internet movie database. And his dad worked for Hillary Clinton at the uh, Habitat for Haiti Foundation, and which was funded by the Clinton Foundation. That's that's when I opened up to that there was something really going on because you started putting pieces together. And I remember calling my friend going, dude, it's all real. And you could connect all the fucking dots, Laura Silsby and all that stuff. So listen, we got a jam. Truth Cat, you crushed it. Thank you so well, much for you. coming on. We would love Thanks to have me. you on again down the line. I hope it was. I know you said you hadn't done a lot of podcasts before, so <laughs> we hope your first time or your one of your first times was enjoyable enough that you come and join us again. So tell everyone yeah, where, you, where you can find your videos exactly. Uh, yeah, so it's on YouTube, uh, YouTube.com/slash/TheTruthFactory. Well, thank you again for coming on, Truth Cat. Uh, anytime you come to LA, please let us know. We'd love to meet you, but if not, keep up the great work. Your videos 
are to me very important and i appreciate everything you do all right thank you very much thanks for coming on bye what a great podcast that was ma'am I'll read some of your quick uh, comments on rate and reviews. Yeah, keep on sending us uh, ideas for future shows, topics, subjects, guests you guys might want at tinfoilhatpod on Gmail, and we'll check that shit out. All right, guys, uh, I promise you we'll do another episode where we will read more of this. There's a whole bunch of them because we took it two weeks off, so we're going to fly through these. We're going to go back to October 24th. Ryan, could you bang those out, please? All right. This is from an uh, amazing show by Frugal Caller. These guys go hard. Always funny and entertaining. Constantly adding new content. Awesome work, Sam and Ryan. Wake up, Aaron. All right. And this one's a four-star review on iTunes, and we need them. We need to get to 1,000 in order to really get this uh, analytics and the matrix of us starting to make some uh, monetary to build this into a bigger show. So this is for, uh, called Breakthrough by... Horace Moku, my girlfriend finally dislikes Hillary Clinton because of this show. Thank you. <laughs> that's the best one ever. That's not your girlfriend. Oh, that's great. No, my girlfriend doesn't like her. Go on. Four stars from G1GFFSSWR. I found this podcast and I'm hooked. I love how it seems like each person comes with a different point of view on topics and they go into deep thoughts and theories. Well, thank you, guys. This one's from DJ High C. Tinfoil Hat is officially a powerful podcast. Sam and Ryan, you guys are great. The topics are always super interesting and always have some sort of interesting spin that could be affecting our reality. Stay woke, guys, and never leave any stones unturned. I hope the episodes keep coming for a long time to come. That's what we hope too, man. For sure. Last three. Let's bang through these. All right. By Dub Trubs. Four stars. Have you guys heard of... What? Bahia faith? I was brought up in it. I'm not part of the faith currently. It's quite intriguing to learn about, especially the deeper you dive in. I don't want to believe anymore, but you guys have been helping me head stay shoulders. Thank you. Four stars by Space Cowboy 3000. These guys are great, and Sam does know exactly what he is talking about. He's no novelist. So everybody get off his case. I want to hear more about the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Oh, that's coming. We're actually yeah, going to do actually it. Go, yeah, that is coming. We're going to do a false flag very soon. Okay. And how many, are we done? Yeah. Is that yeah. it? Guys, thank you. Ryan, great job. You're wonderful. Brenton, thanks for doing this. Hey, are we going to have a podcast tomorrow? Okay. All right, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been Tim Foil Hat. Guys. Email us, tweet us. We're doing our best. We're getting inundated with emails, and we do our best to do it. We love it. Guys, support us on Patreon. This is going to help the show grow. And trust us, we're going to be flooding that Patreon with amazing content. We love you guys so much. Again, your passion fuels the show. Love you guys. We'll see you next week.